What is up, Fat Guy Forum listeners? This is Gourmet with a quick note before we get into this week's episode. A couple things. First, I am very excited that this week, two new things are happening. One, this episode features the updated Fat Guy Forum, Fat Guy 5 questions. Two, if you are a member of the Patreon, the after show starts now. So this week, going forward, will be the brand new Fat Guy Forum after show exclusive to Patreons. So if you are not signed up, Check out the link in the the notes of this episode. Get yourself signed up so you can get access to that extra content involving this show. I'm excited to finally getting it launched and in your hands. So let's move forward with that. That'll be exciting. And if you're not into Patreon and you still want to support the show, don't forget we have the affiliate links in the show notes for Redmond and Kettle and Fire Broths. If you use either of those codes, that helps support us keeping the show on the air as well. So that's all, my friends. Let's get into it. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet, and I am happy to be sitting down with another guest this week. Time to talk to a person that I have not had on this show yet. And with me today, you know, he's got a story to share, and, you know, I'm, I'm excited to just dive into it with him. His name is Jason Wells. Jason, how are you doing today? Good, good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm in sunny "Quote unquote sunny California, and it is sixty degrees and rainy. So, I don't know what's going on out here today, but I'm sure. Well, we got sixty degrees here in the Midwest, but lots of wind, no rain, ooh. sunshine, and about thirty mile an hour winds. Ah, well, there you go. So we're both we're in we're in similar circumstances today, I guess. So that's good that we're talking, man. Jason, I want to get right into yeah. your story. Let Let's get the people to it, man. Tell us what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum. Yeah, so, you know, like most people, I grew up a, a larger guy most of my life, um, always the chubby kid uh, growing up, you know, I mean, it didn't really, I mean, I played sports growing up, you know, all through high school, um, but I was always the big kid on the team, you know, um, um, you know, I come from a large family, my, my dad, my brother, you know, basically every male in my family is, is a heavy set person. So, um, you know, kind of grew up around that, uh, where growing up, it really didn't bother me, you know, I was always an active person. Um, comfortable in my own skin for the most part, you know, um, I think we all are to an extent. I mean, there's always the, uh, the things in the background that bother us, you know, from, a that we don't let show on the outside. Um, but, you know, so I grew up big and, um, you know, what happened is, uh, you know, I went straight into the work field, you know, I did some college and then went into the, I ran restaurants, you know, um, right out of high school. I was, a uh, I got made a general manager at the age of 19 as a, of a pizza restaurant, which, you know, uh, it's hard to stay away from. You know, it's funny is I, I don't think I ate that much pizza. It's it's the knickknacking all day of like you grab some pepperoni and you go, you're, you're eating this or eating that. Or, you know, you go through a phase where you're just eating salads. But what you don't think about is the, you know, the four scoops of ranch dressing right. you're on top of the salad, you know. So, you know, that and actually through that job, uh, you, you know, it's pretty physically demanding. So I didn't really put most of my heavier weight on. Um, I was probably, you know, 300, mm-hmm. uh, 310 at that age. Um, and then I uh, kind of transitioned to um, working in food sales and um, working for a distributorship, selling to restaurants uh, as a sales consultant. And that's probably where I started getting the bulk of my the heaviest. And, that, you know, that lifestyle is uh, very sedentary. You know, you're behind, you're, you're driving a lot, you're behind a window of a car most of your day and you're in and out of restaurants and you're always doing product cuttings where 
know, you're trying to sell new products, so you're cooking it, you're eating it, or, you know, you pull to Ma's diner and she's got a slice of apple pie she just made sit at the table for you and you're going to eat that pie. Like, you know, because if you don't, she's going to get mad at your one of the two. You, you can't say no because it's homemade pie. So, you know, I did that for several, several years and, you know, I just, I got bigger and I got bigger and, and I had a very sedentary lifestyle. Like, you know, you get home and you're sitting in the recliner and you're watching TV and, you know, we, we didn't eat at home very often. You know, we were always getting takeout. It was pizza. It was Burger King. It was steak and shake. You know, it was all these different fast foods. That, that was what our diet consisted of, you know, and, um, you know, I, I never drank water. I, I was a huge Mountain Dew guy. Um, and I didn't really realize how much soda and stuff I was drinking. Like, it, I never thought about it. Um, and then, um, you know, um, Thanksgiving of, you know, 2016, I wake up and I jump out of bed and, like, the, the pain in my foot was just, cr- like, crazy bad. And, like, like, you couldn't walk. And so my wife, she's a nurse. She she looks at it and she looks at me and goes, I think you got gout. And which, you know, my dad, I remember growing up, my dad's a big guy. Um, and he has all types of health issues now, you know, heart disease, diabetes. But the first thing I ever remember him having wrong with him was gout. And, um, you know, he worked in a factory. He was in maintenance for a factory for 34 years. So, you know, he'd get up at 430 in the morning to go to work. And I just remember getting woke up one night from him, just the, the pain he was in trying to walk. And it was gout. And so that just, it hit me like, oh my gosh, you know, because I've been telling myself for years that I'm not going to be like my dad, you know, I'm, I'm going to lose the weight, but you keep on telling yourself you have time, you know, and I'm 37 at this point in time, you know, so um, it kind of shook me a little bit. I was like, oh my goodness. Well, you know, I call him, he gives me some of his gout medicine. Life goes on about two weeks later, another gout attack, you know, by this time I'm like, all right, I need to go see the doctor. So I go see the doctor, you know, and um, now at this time I've, I've transitioned out of being a food sales. I've actually purchased uh, a Midas repair shops in Springfield, Missouri. So I was working for myself as a business owner and um, I go to the doctor and I step on the scale. The scale reads 455 pounds. And I look at the nurse. I was like, I think your scale's broke. And she kind of chuckled and said, no, like, it, it, it's not, you know. So, you know, we go with the doctor, the doctor's talking about gout and I'm talking about my weight. And, and so, you know, she's like, we, and we did blood work. And of course she comes back and says, Hey, your blood works really good. She's like, you know, you can actually be healthy at just about any weight. And my, you know, my thought was, well, yeah, until, until you're not. And, and, uh, you know, she's just trying to be not trying to freak me out. So she said, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I understand the working out part. So I thought I understood the working out part. I don't understand nutrition. Like, I don't understand what I need to be doing. So she, you know, gives me a referral to a nutritionist there at the hospital. And so she contacts me. She has me uh, log and keep a log of everything that I took in my body for two weeks. And it was pretty eye-opening. The funny part was I didn't eat that much food. Like, um, for a 455-pound man, I was probably really only eating about 3,000 calories a day. The the biggest problem was I was drinking 10 to 12, 20 ounce Mountain Dews a day, which was another like 3,600 calories, you know, uh, just sugar, you know, basically. And um, so I sat with her, uh, my wife went with me and, you know, not knocking on the nutritionist world or anything like that, but I was there for probably 10 minutes in her office 
and she handed me a pamphlet for diabetic diet. I said, hey, just follow this. You know, watch your carb intake. Don't worry about counting anything else. Have a free meal once a week and, you know, maybe start cutting back on your on your soda. And I was like, well, I'll just quit soda. And she, you know, she's like, well, most people can't do that. And my response was like, well, I'm, I don't think I'm most people. And this was on January 5th of 2017. So we go home. <clears throat> Actually, we stopped at Sam's Club on the way home. I bought a bunch of those uh, flavored ice, uh, flavored waters and unsweet tea, things like that. Get home, and my wife, she is notorious for buying things in bulk. And so, like, you know, she would have a coupon or somebody would be running a sale on cases of soda. So I, I, I literally had nine cases of Mountain Dew in my, in my, in my garage. So, so I just called my buddies and said, hey, I got this Mountain Dew. Come get it. So I, I gave it all away. just cleared it all out so I wouldn't be tempted to drink it. Um. And that's what it started. You know, I, I kind of followed her rules. I kept my carbs under 150 carbs a day, which is what she wanted me to do. You know, I, I, you know, just ate intuitively and, you know, I lost 32 pounds in the first 30 days. And, and before and, we get too uh, far into this, this part of your journey, can, is it okay if I ask a couple yeah. of questions about before? Absolutely. Because I want to, yeah. And I, Cause I feel like we're going to, there's, there's a railroad to a lot of the, to, to most people's journeys, you know, where I, I before the train gets too far down the track, now, up to that point where the gout attack started, had you actually mm-hmm. made any efforts to, to, to lose weight? Was dieting, was it just something you thought about? Like, where, where, you where, know, where was your head really at with it? So, yes and no. So, like, I had tried, you know, it with, and what I mean try, I'm like not full-hearted into it. Um, you know, we tried the Atkin things for, for, I think, maybe two weeks, you know. Uh, so, the answer is really no. Um, I really didn't try anything. Um, you know, like I said, I was a very confident, life was good, you know, type person, you know, um, too good, you know, my kids were healthy, my, you know, I didn't, it hadn't hit me yet. Like, I knew I was big, um, I knew that I was overweight, I knew that I was obese, but at that point in time in my life, I, I was living a pretty good life, and you know, and it didn't really bother me, you know, like, so we'd, we had talked about me and my wife, you know, um, for a long time where we'd, we'd try eating chicken and rice for, you know, a couple of weeks for dinners or. So you would try the, the chicken and rice for a while and then. Yeah, yeah, you know, it'd last for a week, two weeks, and then we mm. would be right back to ordering pizza every three nights, you know. And you know, my kids are really involved in sports, so we tra- you know we travel a lot with sports. It was just easier to run through a drive-through or grab a pizza or you know a bucket of fried chicken, opposed to you know meal prepping or cooking your own meals at home. That's just, it wasn't something we did real well. So, um, but no, not really. I guess up until that point, I never really put my put a whole lot of effort in to try to lose weight. And cause I, I, I think again, you know, I said this, I've said this to guests before, like when they hear someone who was, you know, 400, 450 pounds heavier than that, say that they were living a pretty good life and it wasn't so, you know, people, the, the, the average person who's never been above 200 pounds, hears that and thinks I would wake up every day terrified of life. And I, I don't think people understand how it normalizes, how it becomes the life, you know, you make the decisions and you adapt your life to kind of fit yourself. 
Yeah, you're right. You know, you, you, I don't think that person that you're right, the person that has never been severely obese probably doesn't realize that um, deep down we know what we need to do, but we're happy for, you know, we're happy with the life we're in. Like, we're okay with it. Like I said, I was comfortable in my own skin at that size. You know, I was, I had no problem going to the pool and stripping my shirt off and getting in the pool. Like, I just, I just didn't. You know, it was just me. You know, my mentality was, "This is me, and if you don't like it, then too bad." You know, um, I hadn't hit me yet of what was going to happen with my life if I didn't change. You know, at that at that point in time, I was young enough. You know, you know, uh, uh, joints and the things that normally hurt with they start hurt when you get older when you're obese. Uh, they hadn't happened yet. You know, I was still able to get out and play with my kids. Now I say that, but I can tell you, as we go in the store, you know this too, Mike. And you don't you take you don't you take for granted, or you don't take for granted either way. Like the little things, like tying your shoe. Like you subconsciously go to buy shoes. You find dress shoes that don't have laces. You know, you find a lot of slip-ons. You know. Um, uh, because in your mind, you know, it's hard to bend down and tie a shoe, you know, or you leave your tennis shoe. You know, like the slip on shoes, you're, you're buying those because you can't bend over to uh, your tie shoes or it's not that you can, it's just, it's difficult. You know, if you've ever been a super big guy, you understand the the process of you, know, you bend down, you're out of breath, you get dizzy, you, you know, um, or little things like, you come to the realize that when you go shop for clothes, that you're going to a big and tall man section, um, if they have one, or a big and tall man shop with a casual male, and you have, you know, X amount of places to buy clothes in that building. You know, you're 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 shopping from about 14, 15 racks instead of like like Dillard's has a you know a big and tall man section. It's a huge store, and they got a big and tall man section that's about you know 15 racks of clothes. So that's what you're, you know, and that's what you're choosing from. But you come to the realization that that's just what you got, you know, and it, you, you just don't let it bug you because um, you're just accustomed to it. Well, it's 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 like a subconscious comfort thing. Like you to push back against that. Like if you, if every time you walked in, you know, to a casual mail, which I can tell you're you're closer in age to me than than some people that run the show because you use casual mail still. Um, <laughs> Not that it, now that it's the hip DXL. Um, yeah, right, right. <laughs> you walk into that store. If you were to walk into that store and just get frustrated, you know, I remember walking in and saying, you know, I need a dress shirt. And literally they're like, okay, here's the two racks of dress shirts. Like, and if you were to say, this is all of my options, like in, in panic about that, you know, that's what you'd be doing every day of your life. You know, it, you start to, it, we're very malleable as human beings. We, we, find the way that something works and we make it work and continue to move forward and still find, you know, happiness in other areas. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, well, it's like with the Midas, you know, um, you can go online and order, you know, your Midas labeled shirts to where to work or whatever. They didn't make anything bigger than a three X and I was wearing a five X and a six X, you know? So I had to custom order, you know, apparel to put a Midas logo on it. Um, so you know things like that. You know that you, you just get a you just get accustomed to it, and it's um, it becomes the norm for you, right? And then eventually, when it becomes not the norm, and you start to make changes, is when you start to almost become aware of of all of those things. Like it's almost like you haven't done that inventory. 
Right. No, you're right. You know, I remember um, I'd lost probably close to 200 pounds at the time, and I needed I needed a suit for a for a wedding. And I go to Dillard's and I walk in, and it was like I probably had more anxiety shopping that way than I ever did as a big guy because now I have the entire rest of the store to buy from, and you know, it's just like it's it's daunting. It's like where do I start? Where do I start? You know. And because um, there's so many options, it's almost like I don't want to do this. Like, I just want to go home because I don't understand what I'm doing. And uh, or, you know, you tie in shoes, you know, you, you realize, hey, I can do this. You know, you know, it, it opens up a door when you lose all the weight of things that you didn't realize, things that you were missing because you made it your norm not not to worry about it. Um, but all of a sudden, these things are, you know, things that you can do now. And um, it's like it's, it's new and it's, it can be confusing or actually cause anxiety or, you know, because you've never had this. The, you've never had all these options available to you before or had the ability to do these things before. And it just, you know, you have so many more things well, at your disposal to do. When you go from going to buy pants and you're told, OK, do you want the black, the brown or the gray? And now it's like, well, which style right. of pant do you want? You know, which, you know, do you, what do you want this cuff to look like? What do you want that to look like? What about this? What, about, you know, even, even thinking about buying a suit jacket, like where, how many buttons do you want? Like, what's, you know, what do you want this, the cuffs to look like? And instead it was like, well, before I could pick, I could pick black or, or blue. That's, that was really what I had, all I had to do. Like you're, it's anxiety. Yeah. Indu- and- it can be anxiety, completely anxiety inducing. I remember yeah. that well. Well, well yeah. Yeah, well, and, you know, it's like when you're big, you buy dress pants that do not have pleats in the front. You know, they're, they're, they're straight leg. You know, just, you know, they're, they're just playing the front. Well, when you lose the weight, all of a sudden, you know, you're so accustomed to buying flat front pants or no pleats that when somebody recommends, a, you know, because I had somebody helping me at Dillard's picking out clothes because I was lost. You know, she brings, me a pair, she brings me a pair of slacks with pleats in the front. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work. You know, she's like, why not? And I'm like, because uh, I've never been able to do that before. And she's like, you'll be fine. You know, and you put them on, you're like, oh, oh, well, they don't pull. It actually looks normal, you know. Um, so, yeah, exactly. I mean, you just, uh, you almost have to retrain your mind of the new norm once you've lost the weight. Um, and then you, that's when it really hits you. I think that when you think about the things you couldn't do before, um, because you, you shied away from them knowing you couldn't do them subconsciously or whatever it may be. Um that now you can do and that's when you start realizing the things like oh well here's the reason why i never bought shoes with 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 laces or you know you know um things like at that nature you know when you've lost the weight you can look back and go oh well this is the reason why i did that and then 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 it all kind of puts things in perspective oh for sure and let's let's get it into perspective and get back into your the actual journey you went on in 2017 you know you, you you, you started with the nutritionist plan January 5th and you told us in that first month you, you lost a little over 30 pounds. Yeah. 30, I lost 30 pounds in the first month, man. I, you know, and you, you see the scale moving and I guess the frustration part was I wasn't seeing any, um, physical change, you know, um, uh, the scales moving physical change, you know, and the scale we had at home, you know, I think it only went up to like 410 pounds or something like that. So like for the first time I was able to see a number on the scale at home, you know, which was exciting. It's like, okay, cool. It's working. 
but physically, from a visual standpoint, I couldn't really see any changes. And, um, you know, it was frustrating. And, and then I kind of hit a stall. You know, I was working out three days a week, no rhyme or reason, because I really didn't know. I mean, I thought I knew what I was doing, but I didn't really. You know, uh, I was going to the gym, and I was just moving, which is, you know, really at that size, that's what you need to do is just, you know, start moving. And um, hit a stall, and I had, I was getting frustrated because the, the scale wasn't moving. I wasn't seeing any type of progress physically. And my niece is, uh, she was a bodybuilder, um, you know, really into fitness. You know, I'm picking her brain left and right about things. And, you know, she's trying to help out where she can, give me advice. And one day she says, you know, what you really ought to do is just, you know, hire a diet coach. And she recommends a guy named John Gorman. Um, and I'd known John through her for several years because that's who her coach was. And I'm like, you know, he's a bodybuilder. Everyone out there listening, we had some technical issues. Jason's back. We're talking about how he came up on John Gorman. So let's, which I, I do have to shout it out before I get past it. He's, he and I have the same last name. So I just have always paid attention to his name whenever it pops up. So shout out to all the Gormans right. out there. You well, know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I reached out to John and, and I'm like, Hey, you know, um, are you taking on clients? And he, uh, his response was, no, not really, but you're Jesse's uncle, which is my niece. You're her uncle, so I kind of feel like I have to take you on. So, you know, send me what you got going on. So we, we talked. He writes the plan. Um, I started with him April 15th of 2017. And, you know, he wrote my plan, wrote my workouts. And, man, I just followed it. Like, um, I'm, a, I'm a black and white type of guy, so I'm either, I'm either all in or all out. And I was so determined with this that he wrote the plan. And, you know, it's nice because I didn't have to worry about anything. I guess he took the work out of it. I just had to stay between the lines per se, you know, and we started dropping weight about two pounds a week and just kept on going and kept on going. You know, we, I never hit a stall. Um, there was frustration along the way because once again, you know, you lose 30, 40, 50 pounds when you're 400 and something pounds. And I'm still not seeing the physical changes. You know, I, people are telling me they can see it, but I couldn't see it. And, and it wasn't until I lost probably about 60 to 70 pounds that I started seeing a physical difference in myself in the mirror. And once I saw that, it was like lights on, full steam ahead. The moment, momentum was there. And that's that's really when it kind of took off. And... Um, you know, by December, uh, or I guess come November, the only change we made in my diet for that first year was uh, we, we switched to keto in November uh, just to finish out the year, that, that, that round of dieting. We did keto for about two months, all the way up to about, we did it all the way to Christmas Eve. Um, and, you know, by the time that year was over, I'd lost about 156 pounds from April till, you know, um, till Christmas. Um, and then John's, you know, he wanted to reverse diet or take a diet break for a while, work on building lean muscle mass, things like that. You know, he's you know, like I said, he is also a bodybuilding coach. So, you know, uh, we're trying to, the idea was, you know, try to put some more muscle on so your metabolism's better, um, you handle food better. And uh, so we started eating more food. They just kept on going up and up and up with it. And I was dropping weight through the whole reverse diet the first year. 
So I actually lost another 35 pounds, um, us adding food every other week. Um, Which is wild, isn't it? it? You know, it, especially it because, really is. because no one talks about reverse dieting and it's such an incredibly powerful tool. And when you go through it for yourself the first time and you see the scale still moving and you're eating more food, it's like, none of this makes any sense. Like, it's like the yeah. world changes. Yeah, I told John this is some unicorn stuff because, like, it didn't make no sense to me whatsoever. Matter of fact, I used to – I fought him on it all the time. I was so scared that I was going to put all that weight back on. You know, I remember him – he'd call me on a Friday and say, hey, why don't you go take a cheat meal with your wife on Sunday? And I'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. And he'd be like, no, I, I want you to take a cheat meal. And I'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't need one. And we'd argue about it because my, my mind is – I was afraid if I opened that can of worms that I wouldn't be able to stop it. And – Everything we had done is just going to get erased. You know, I was worried about that one meal being an issue. And, you know, you learn over the years of doing it uh, that, you know, you got some some leeway. I mean, one meal is not going to derail everything. And it's a lifestyle. It's not a diet. You know, you're, you know, you're, you're eating what you're supposed to 95% of the time. That 5% is not going to make that much of a difference at that stage of where I was. Um, so we, you know, we went through the reverse diet. We did that for about six months and then, um, we jumped back in did a, did a, did another cut for about 12 weeks. Um, lost more weight by this time I'm down. Oh, I was probably got down to my lowest was about 232 pounds at that time. Um, and, um, man, I felt great. I felt good about myself. The only thing that bothered me, you know, it's funny and you can relate to this is, you have a lot of loose skin when you lose that much weight, you know, and I had, a, you know, I had loose skin mostly just through my front abdomen. Um, and it drove me nuts. Um, it didn't bother anybody else. My wife didn't care. Nobody else cared, you know, but it drove me nuts. So I made the decision to have the skin removal surgery that November. And so I had a, what they called an extended tummy tuck done to remove the uh, excess skin. Um, you know, I, I felt pretty lucky that I lost that much weight and I didn't have a bunch of loose skin in my upper body, my chest or anything like that. Um, so it was really just there, you know, that was a difficult time too, because, um, you know, I've, I had gone 465 days of straight, like I never took a day off from the gym. I'd worked out 465 straight days. Now those days, you know, they were varied, like they weren't all like I'm lifting heavy. Most of my workouts were high rep, you know. Um, weight training, but super high rep, that 20 to 30 rep, and um, just trying to burn calories. And so, you know, I was out, um, you know, with the surgery. Um, the surgeon is pretty funny. You know, their doctors sometimes are skeptical of uh, diet coaches, obviously. And um, he, he was pretty skeptical. And actually, what's funny was he was like, so after the surgery, he was like, I just want you to either, you know, you need to eat a high protein uh, diet while you're recovering. And I was like, oh, you know, John's got that covered. Well, while I was in recovery, he goes out and talks to John. Uh, John came up for my surgery and um, talks to John and John goes through what he was going to have me do from a diet standpoint. And, uh, you know, he was looking at about an eight week uh, recovery from the tummy tuck. And actually I was released after four weeks. Um, to go back and we credit that to just the diet, you know, 
you know, eating, eating the high calorie and the protein and making sure you're hitting your numbers and you're, you know, you're, because you don't feel like eating. I mean, if you ever had surgery, you've been in anesthesia, you know, I guarantee I did not like feel like eating. I just forced myself to do it. Um, and, but I healed quicker and, you know, we, um, we jumped right back into working out. We kind of, well, we, I said we jumped back in, we, we, we ramped it back up. We started small and built back up and then, uh, you know, we didn't diet right at that point in time. We really just kind of maintained for quite a while until we figured out what we were going to do. Um, and then we decided that we were going to uh, just build for a while. So we took a year off from dieting, um, you know, got my calories up to where I was close to 5,000 calories a day, but really maintained my weight or actually maybe going up about half a pound a week. Um, can, we, can we talk about the, the mindset side of that? You know, as someone who lost a significant amount of weight, to then be going into a place where you're actively, you know, trying to build, you know, and yes, you're, you're building different weight, but it's still that idea you're eating so the scale may stay the same or move. Yeah, so, the, you know, it was really messed with your head, uh, for me anyways, because once again, I was still fearful of putting all this weight back on, mm -hmm. you know, getting down to 230 pounds. And you'll come out of surgery, obviously you're carrying some water weight and, you know, your body's trying to repair itself. So I think I came out of surgery when I started back in the gym, I was probably 245. Plus I was eating, a, you know, uh, you know, a ton of food for the repair. You're not working, you know, you're, you're sedentary. Um, but no, it was, it was difficult for me, man. It was um, very difficult. I just... I didn't really want to do it. You know, I, my idea was I, I felt more comfortable cutting than I did building, you know, um, for one thing too, I guess too, is a very challenge driven person and, and cutting was more of a challenge than, you know, if you're eating four or 5,000 calories, you can pretty much just about make anything work in your diet that you want. So you know, there was no challenge, but the thought process of deliberately wanting the scale to go up was very hard for me to, to grab a hold of. Um, it was difficult. There's a lot of conversations between me and John, you know, I guess I just tried to trust the, you know, you hear people talk about all the time, you know, trust the plan. Um, and that's what I did. I mean, I forced myself to do it, but it, I was very uncomfortable doing it. Um, and it sounds like it's not just and, about trusting the plan. It's trusting that person who's putting that plan together for you. You know, that relationship is, that you had built. You know, right. And like I said, and John is, you know, obviously he's one of the best diet coaches that I know. Um, you know, great track record, but I think it was still a very difficult thing for me. Um, just because of, you know, um, I trusted him, but I, I guess I didn't trust myself or I didn't, you know, trust the plan. I, I knew he wouldn't do anything that would be against what we are trying to accomplish. And that's what he kept on telling me, reminding me, hey, like, I've been down this, you know, I got, you know, 15 years experience in, in this field. And, you know, you know, I was, I was so anal on my diet that he knew that I would do what was required. But it didn't make it any easier for me from a mindset standpoint of the fear of going back to 400 pounds. Um, but, 
you know, you look back now and, and it's experience because now I have no problem with it, but you know, I'm also five, six years into this journey right. to where, you know, I've seen it now and it makes more sense. And, and, you know, and working with clients of my own, you know, I see it work on their end too. And you know what, they have the same issues I had. I think, it, I think it's pretty much across the board where if you've ever been big and you lose that weight, you're just afraid to put it back on. Mm-hmm. And I know one of the things you shared, you know, in your kind of pre-interview with me was that the impact that fear had on your relationship with food. It, it did. So I, uh, I developed a really unhealthy relationship with food for a good six, seven months where I was so afraid to have the cheat meal or, you know, eat something that was maybe not on the plan, even though, you know, John's like, Hey, you don't have to be as rigid. Like if you want to go have a meal with your wife or your kids, go have that meal. You know, we're, we're to that point where it's okay. You know, um, but I couldn't grasp that. Like it was, I would have anxiety. Like if we were going to go to a birthday party or a family event, I would almost have anxiety issues thinking about how am I going to make this fit my, fit my macros or how am I going to make this fit you know, my diet when it really didn't matter. But I'd give my, I'd get myself so worked up to where I almost wouldn't want to go. You know, and, and God bless my wife. She would make me go, you know, and, and, um, but I went, and it, it took several months for me to get rid of that. Um, it was just, man, it, it messed with me for a long time. And, you know, it was a lot of conversations with John. It was a lot of conversations with, with other people in, in the fitness you know world that, that you meet along the way. Uh, people you met on Instagram that have been, you know, that's gone through your journey, but they're, you know, a few years ahead, you know, talking to them and, you know, really them coaching you through it. Uh, because I don't think I could have coached myself through it by myself um, just because it was, it was that bad. Understood. So timeline wise, we're talking, we're into this building phase that you, you went yeah. into. Yep. We're building phase. We go through that. Um, you know, like I said, we took a year off um, and then about November of that year, uh, this has been 2021 by now, you know, we, we, we would build, we would do like many, eight little mini cuts, um, basically like an eight week cut, uh, just to reset like insulin sensitivity and things like that. And then we right back into growing. And I, I actually, uh, you know, I bulked up to about 255, 260 pounds. Um, and it's funny cause even at that, I, I felt like I was a big guy. Like, I mean, obviously you're still 200 pounds less than what you were, but I was so uncomfortable. I was still so uncomfortable being 260 after you get used to being two. The little things like, you know, tying your shoes, you know, little things that didn't used to cause you to go out of breath. You were starting to, you know, you could feel it, you know. Um, but by this time, I'd come to grasp that what we were doing was worth it. Um, because I, I did like the way I looked putting on the muscle, you know, um, I'm a little bit of a meathead, I guess people call them, you know, I, I enjoy the gym. I enjoy seeing my body change. So it, it was, it, it became a, a better challenge because, uh, my strength was going up, you know, things in the gym were 
were better. Those were progressing. So I started focusing more on the things I could do inside the gym better than what I could when I was at a lighter weight. And um, it was about October of 2021. Um, you know, we were approached um, about uh, competing in the, uh, you know, a bodybuilding show by WB, the WBFF um, Transformation Division, which, you know, I think you've had quite a few guys on your show that have gone through that show. And, um, you know, we decided, hey, let's let's give it a shot. You know, it's, it's a challenge. You know, let's see what we can do. Uh, so that November, we, we, you know, John, his, they have several shows, and I, I picked one in April in Orlando. And uh, John was like, are you sure? That, I mean, we're going to be doing prep through through the holidays. And I'm like, yeah, the, I, I, you know, for me, the harder the, be- harder, the better. The, the harder it is, the, the more I can focus on it. So we started prep in November, um, prepped all through the holidays, you know, and that's a different style of dieting. Um, you know, the first few months were, I didn't feel much different than a normal diet, but as we got closer to the show and you know, you're dropping the calories and the cardio's going up, uh, you know, you're dropping weight. Um, it got harder, you know, sleep becomes very difficult. Uh, when your body, your body's just not used to being that lean. Um, and I definitely got mine, you know, I mean, you, you know, uh, you know, we were, I was so used to being, you know, 40% body fat for the majority of my life that getting down into the low teens body fat was like the energy level wasn't there. Like, you know, um, it makes you appreciate, I guess, the hard work that goes into bodybuilding per se. And um, so, you know, we get to our show in April. Um, I, I go to stage at 207, you know, and um, it was an experience. You know, I was nervous. You know, uh, the thought of going on stage in front of a couple hundred people wearing basically your underwear was um, was was daunting to me, especially coming from being a big guy. You know, you, 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 I said earlier today that I was I felt like I was always comfortable in my old skin. That's one of the other things you realize that you probably really weren't <laughs> that comfortable in your own skin. Because, you know, you, you never had anything like this. So, uh, but, you know, there was a great group of guys with me in, the, in at that show that um, made it easier, I guess to say. And, and, you know, you walk out there and they're showing your old pictures of yourself on the screen behind you. So people see what you looked like before. Then you're up there with your new physique that you've, that you've chiseled away. And, um, you know, it becomes fun. You know, it was it was a great experience. Um, people cheering for you, and um, you know, I did well enough that we got an invite to do the World Championship in Las Vegas. I had no intentions of actually doing another show. This was supposed to be a, a one time deal, and we're out. You know, and uh, but I'm a pretty competitive person, and and uh, so we decided to go ahead and do the Worlds. And so we took about two weeks off of prep because Worlds were coming up in August. And this was in April. So we took about two weeks off of dieting. Matter of fact, like when I mean took two weeks off dieting, like I didn't track anything. It was really just intuitively eating, enjoying life, kind of letting the body relax, um, cut back on training dra- drastic. You know, I was doing six days a week. We dropped down to three days a week, you know, basically like a deload, lightweight, just you're going in and really just getting a pump in your muscles and you're leaving, you know, no cardio. Um, and, uh, 
you know, we jump right back into the second prep. Well, the second prep was, man, it was harder. You know, you're already leaner than what you, what your body's used to being. And, um, you know, and as you get leaner, uh, and I think everybody sees this, the, the, the leaner you get, the harder it is to lose weight. And so we had to go lower calorie than I've ever been. And, you know, we, uh, pump through it and, you know, once again, you know, sleep becomes difficult. You, your motivation just for life in general becomes difficult because, you know, you, you know, you're just so lean. You don't have any. You don't have it. You don't have any energy. And uh, so we go to Las Vegas. I, I went on stage weighing a 197, um, and um, by far the, the 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 best I've probably ever looked. You know, I had, uh, you know, I had a six pack. You know, I would have never thought. If you would have asked me five years ago if I ever thought I would have had a six-pack, I would have laughed at you, you know. So go on stage. Uh, neat with that one was is there were six guys in the transformation division with me. Between those six people, we lost a little over 1,400 pounds between the six of us. And, you know, and you, you share stories like this with those guys and find out that, man, your journey, all these journeys are very similar. The same struggles, the same, you know, uh, mentality of the reverse dieting or taking diet breaks where you're afraid of losing or putting on all this weight back on, you find out that, Hey, there's all these people out here that are just like you. And, um, and it was awesome because, you know, you make friends and you make basically lifelong friends with these guys. I mean, every, every, the other five guys were in the thing. We, we talk all the time, um, through Instagram, you know, and we support each other. And I think that's something neat about uh, when you get around other people that have lost weight, you always have that in common with them. And, you always want to cheer them on because you know what it was like to be where they started. Uh, same thing with somebody who's starting their journey. You know, that's why I, I, I spend a lot of time with, you know, I, I own two anytime fitness gyms in Springfield, Missouri. And, um, you know, I enjoy it. Um, not because it's a business and I own it, but the amount of people I get to help or get to cheer on that's going through the same thing where I was five years ago. You know, it's a, it, it's a, it's a powerful tool for the gym. Um, my manager loves to show my before and after pictures to people that are very hesitant about coming to a gym because when you're that big, a, a gym can be a very intimidating place, you know? And so it kind of helps put people at ease that knowing that the guy that owns the place came from where you were, you know? And so it's, it's been, it's been good because that's kind of where I'm at with my journey now is trying to help as many people as I can, um, being a, you know, a motivation, the same thing with like you are, you know, you are a big motivation for me when I started. I think, you know, we started about the same time, but I watched your journey on Instagram, you know, and it was, it was awesome. You know, and some of the other guys that you've had on your show, um, I found a lot of guys that I didn't know through your show or people you've talked about on your Instagram, um, because it motivates me. You know, I see these guys killing it. And even though I'm to a different point in my journey where, you know, um, I'm not saying that I've made it because I think we're all a work in progress all the time. Um, but it's still, like, I can see those pictures of those guys and I'm like, man, and, you know, it just, it just reinvigorates me to do what I need to do. And that was the purpose of, of even starting the show was to bridge those commonalities for people and, you know, for guys to see that even if someone isn't starting in the exact same place that they were, that a lot of the struggles are, are similar. And a lot of the challenges are similar and coming through it and being able to show that show people that have come through it and people that are still fighting it. You know, when, when I talk to them, like, 
I, I just love that connection that it can create, even though, and, and you know this from listening, like people can be using all kinds of different tools and all different kinds of processes, but still dealing with similar challenges and still being in that same, on that same path you know, in a lot of ways. And, and I think that's one of the great things. And it, it's got to be a bit of a, it, it, it's got to be something interesting for you to go from being that person who was going into the gym three times a week, but not really knowing what you're doing to owning two gyms. Yeah. Like, like, so, <laughs> you know, I, 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 it, I never would have, it was never in my game plan, you know, like, so I had the Midas's that was always my business. Um, I was actually going to a different gym. Uh, honestly, John Gorman, my coach, actually bought the Anytime Fitness in Springfield. So I started going to that gym to support him. And, you know, and, and the particular gym that he had in Springfield was very, very bodybuilder-centric. So me going in there at 400 pounds, I was the oddball because 98% of the people that were in this gym were fit like bodybuilder fit or very, very serious gym goers. And at first, man, it was, it was pretty intimidating, you know, but what I found out was those people were cheering hard for me as anybody, you know, and I just kind of fell in love with it and I got to meet the people and, you know, you, you go through this long enough, you, you, you kind of develop this passion for the fitness industry or, you know, and that's what happened. I was just, uh, I, I got intrigued with it. I got in, intrigued with the science and, and the procedures of weight loss and physique enhancement. And um, the other gym in Springfield was owned by a guy named Monty Pierce, who was the original owner of all the Anytime Fitnesses in Springfield. And that's actually was John's, that's who gave John his start in the fitness world. You know, so he's, he's kind of been a mentor to both of us. And um, one day uh, Monty calls me and says, Hey, what are you thinking about buying my gym? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I look at it, you know, it was very intriguing because I was trying to find a way for me to have a, a different platform to reach people, to motivate people, to, uh, you know, share my story to maybe help somebody. And so I purchased his gym first and uh, had that one. And then one day John approaches me and says, hey, you know, he had uh, obviously, you know, he, 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 he runs, you know, hundreds of clients, but he had started his own supplement company. Uh, called Fat Muscle Pro- Project, and you know it taken off and it was busy and it was very difficult for him to keep all of this together. So he was wanting to get rid of the gym to have more time to spend on his other businesses. And since I already owned the other one, I, it made sense for me to buy the other one in Springfield, so I had the whole market. Um, and so I purchased that one um, as well. But it's been a great, like I said, it's been a great business just because it, it gave me a platform to be able to help more people. Um, now I don't actively, you know, uh, do any personal training at the gyms or anything like that, uh, but I'm there all the time and I'm, I'm the guy cheering for the, somebody all the time, you know, like, or, you know, I, they come to me and ask me nutrition advice. Uh, that's one of the things we do at the gym in Springfield is when you join the gym, you get a free nutrition consultation. Plus you get a free physical, you know, personal trainer for a session session, you know, they get to sit with me and I get to talk about their goals and try to point them in the right direction. Cause you know, not everybody has the expendable income to hire a diet coach. And what I'm trying to show people is there's so many free, so much free information out between Instagram and everything that you, you can pick things up from a lot of people on Instagram and apply it to your journey. 
without having to hire somebody. You know, there's a benefit. There is a benefit to hiring somebody. Obviously, the accountability piece and the fact that you don't have to worry about writing your own plan. Um, so, you know, I'm an advocate for hire diet coach, but I also understand that some people don't have that expendable income uh, or they don't feel comfortable doing it yet. And so, you know, we offer a free nutrition evaluation in the, in the beginning and kind of point them in the right direction based off what their goals are. And, you know, it's ongoing. They All the members know they can approach me and ask whatever they want. And I'm a, if I don't know the answer, I'm going to point them in the right direction or, you know, I'll advocate for them to follow certain people on Instagram who I think do a good job of putting out really good information um, that I believe in. But um, that's really, that's kind of how I got to the gyms. It wasn't a planned thing. It was, uh, it kind of got laid in my lap and, you know, it was, it, was it, it was timing because I was trying to brainstorm of how I could impact more lives um, with my story. And uh, that's, that, that's how the gyms came along. Which is also, I just find it fascinating, you know, to go from someone walking into a gym to now being, you know, a part of that community. It's one of the, the, the powerful things that you see happen to a lot of different people, you know, as they go through these journeys. And it's it's nice to see someone, you know, in a lot of ways kind of giving back and it being a part of reinforcing what you're doing for yourself. And where, you know, you did the, you did the, the Worlds in uh, August, we're talking in October so where are things headed for Jason now? So really, so what we're doing now is obviously we're, we're in a building phase. Um, trying to, you know, repair the, the metabolic damage we would have done from the, the harsh dieting we did for so long for the shows. So really we're, uh, we're just building. Like we're adding calories in every week, every 10 days or so. You know, we're inching them up. We're not, you know, just going from, 1900 calories to 4,000 overnight, you know, we're adding food every 10 days or each 14 days. Uh, the goal is we're, tr we're trying to keep it where, you know, I'm trying to stay fairly lean, but put on some, you know, nice muscle tissue and, uh, which is, which is a long journey. I mean, it's a whole lot easier to lose weight than it is to build, you know, um, it's, I think it requires more patience, but really the plan is, is, uh, we're going to take a year off, um, uh, just build and, kind of enjoy life, you know, enjoy the holidays, enjoy my kids, enjoy my wife, um, uh, loosened up the reins quite a bit on the diet and, um, you know, looking at doing a, um, actual like NPC body show, bodybuilding show here locally in Springfield, uh, in 2024. Um, and then I'm going to retire. I'm going to retire after that. Um, uh, really it, the only reason we're trying to do it is it's, um, to showcase here locally, you know, obviously I've had a lot of followers here locally or people that I know that have watched my journey for the last six years here locally that um, it's really for them to come cheer me on, I guess, um, and showcase it. And then, um, and as I say, it's another platform for me to show people what's possible um, if you don't give up on yourself and just, you know, keep trudging through it. No, that's awesome. And, and it's nice, you know, from what you were saying, what you have been saying to, as we've been talking, you know, even just to have a, a challenge in mind, you know, to have something from there. Like, what do you think will be so that that's kind of leads into like the question that's formulating in my head. Like, so knowing that you retire from the stage in 2024, which, you know, 
sounds very dramatic when we say it that way, you know. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that will be your your final outing, you know. It's it's one of the which is incredible because you think about it, you know, 2017 wasn't that long ago. So like this this journey you've been on is is been powerful and 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 incredible and I, and I think it also is a, a big testimony to what you said in the beginning that whole idea of that you're that all or nothing kind of like pedal to the metal kind of guy like in terms of being able to see a challenge focus on it do what you need to do like even just hearing you you listen about talking through your journey with you know working with John and with your meal plans and and workout plans and things along those lines and being able to kind of grab it take it and follow it you know, and listen and yes, deal with the emotional side of it. But the practical side of it seems like, you know, you're, you're an incredibly focused person. So what, what do you think will be the challenge for you after that final show? And you may not have an answer to that yet. Go ahead. You know, I've I've actually thought about this a lot because I'm a, like I mentioned before, I'm a very challenge driven person. And I think that's why, I actually enjoy the bodybuilding uh, prep because it is very challenging. Um, growing up as a sports guy um, and being involved with youth sports now, I'm a very, very competitive person. So <clears throat> the bodybuilding thing is, is almost draws back to that competitive nature where it, it gives me something to be competitive with. Um, so really, I think the thing that I will struggle the most with is finding something that challenges me. You know, whether it be, and, and what we've, what I've really thought about is like, is, is, um, you know, the challenge really is now is going to be how many people can I help? You know, how many, how many lives can I impact? And that's a huge challenge. And, you know, it's, it's finding the right platforms and the right ways to do it is going to be a challenge. Um, you know, delivering good information out for people. And it's not about money or I'm not trying to make another business out of this or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I diet coach now. I don't advertise that I diet coach. So I guess I just did, but I don't advertise or anything. You won't, you won't ever find anything on my Instagram that talks about me being a diet coach. It's, you know, I'm very selective about people I work with. I'm, I'm usually, you know, people that have been like I was, you know, 400 pound male. So, you know, really just, um, finding those guys that I've walked in their shoes before, you know, it seems for me a lot easier to relate to those folks, um, or they're easier to relate to me because I've been there and I've, I've looked the way I've looked for long enough now that we get a lot of people new in the gym that see me, and, you know, I'll talk about something and they kind of go, well, you don't know what it's like to be this big. And I'm like, well, actually I do. Let me show you, you know? Um, so really after I'm done with the bodybuilding, the challenge is going to be is is how do I keep affecting people's lives? You know, how do I keep being a positive role model for the, the obese male or female? And how can I reach them to give them good information to help them with their journey? And I definitely, I definitely think that sounds like a challenge that you're up for tackling, you know, finding new ways to continue to help people. And one of the things I do want to talk about, you know, we've been talking for a while and I don't want to keep you all day, but I, I'd be remiss if we don't talk about the fact that you and John have partnered on another venture uh, recently that just got started. And that's you, you guys have a podcast going. Yeah. So we started uh, the Fat Muscle Podcast, um, you know, based off his supplement company, which is, you know, Fat Muscle Project. So. It's a, 
it's me and him. It's kind of unique because uh, you get the pro- you're going to get the perspective from diet coach and client and another diet coach, and it's it's really just centered around education on on you know how to lose weight. It's good. we're going to cover a ton of topics. Um, it's geared more towards the general population than it is um, physique enhancement. It does have physique enhancement in it also, but but we're going to talk about a wide array of things from how to set your diet up to pitfalls during a diet to you know gut health, hormone health, um, all these things that come along in, in your journey that you're going to run into. Um, and but you know, give you perspective from my perspective plus as as, as a very you know, tenure diet coach, and then kind of my, you know, story mixed in there with how I handled different things and the things that we did in my journey. So, uh, well, you know, obviously a lot of Q and A's, um, guest speakers and things like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's gone real well. We think we got two episodes up right now. Uh, we, we try to put them out every two weeks. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, got a lot of good feedback on it. Uh, we're just, we try to keep it light. Um, you know, most people that follow me or John have noticed that we like to heckle each other quite a bit through, so, through, through social media. So there's a little bit of that in there. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, it's uh, it's been fun. Um, it's just another like I said, it's a platform for us to get out there and, and give out some really good free information for people, uh, some people that have been in the trenches for quite a while, you know, real life experience. Um, from a guy who who come from being a 400 pound plus man and a diet coach who's coached so many people through the years to help them hit their physical goals. No, for sure. And I, I've listened to the the first two episodes. Uh, I think you guys have a great dynamic, and I, I think that even just in those two episodes, there's a lot of great information for people. Like I think it's going to be awesome to see how that develops and grows for both of you. So I look forward to yeah. that. And yeah, obviously in the sure. show notes for today's episode is going to be a link to that podcast. So you can check that out. Everyone listening, Jason, also, if people are just interested in, in where your journey is taking you, where you've been, all of that, where, where do they find you, man? Yeah. So Instagram is the best place to find me. That's going to be um, Midas touch 5103 on Instagram. Um, you know, you can find me on Facebook also. Most of my journey is documented through Instagram, not so much on Facebook. So that's probably the best place to find it, man, is uh, just, uh, yeah, minus touch 5103. Nice. And we, we've we kind of gone through those trenches that you, you, you've been in, you know, talking today, man. Is there anything that we haven't had a chance to dive into yet that you want to make sure we talk about? You know, I think we reached most of it. I mean, we can go down to a lot of rabbit holes in this, you know, obviously, um, you know, we're, uh, you know, obviously I, I did function, uh, if it fits your macros, that was really the diet style we did. Um, and I can tell you it works. It works really well. There, there's no bad diet. I mean, if it's keto that you're, that you like, and that's what keeps you on point or it's macro counting, or if it's intuitive eating, whatever you can do that gets you success, there's no bad way to do it. Um, I can tell you we've transitioned how we teach if it fits your macros, because, you know, the old way, I mean, Mike, you've been around long enough, it was eat whatever you want, once it hits your macros. But what we found out is that there is an adverse effect to eating junk food to hit it, you know, from, from a inside health. We've kind of transitioned more to our diets. Diet writing style is more healthy on the inside as well as the outside. So, um, you know, we're, I think our old tagline for Team Gorman used to be Pop-Tarts and waffles equals shredded wheat or something like that, you know, because I did, I mean, 
my whole journey, I, I had Pop-Tarts and waffles almost every day, you know, and um, what we've realized is, you know, you can cause a lot of other internal things, you know, um, cholesterol and, and blood sugar. So we tend to start looking at more hormone stuff now than what we used to uh, with clients just to optimize. And what we found out, if you can optimize your hormones and, and get all those things in check, it makes the weight loss a whole lot easier. And it really is about that fine tuning in the end, you know, like it's different things can get you to different places, but it's about what are you actually looking to achieve? You know, what are the, what are the end goals? You know, and if the end goal is just lose weight, you know, cause I love it when you see things like, well, you know, this person ate, you know, prove that you could just eat popcorn, you know, seven times a day and they lost weight. It's like, well, yes, you can. But if you just eat popcorn, eventually other things are going to show up in your body you know, that don't have anything to do with losing weight that are going to have to do with other problems and other concerns that if you're really thinking about your overall health, you want to think about, you know, and yes, for some people that, you know, there people go down, like you, you used the phrase rabbit hole a minute ago, like there are rabbit holes that people can go down, you know, like look at, you go on social media right now and just look up any way of eating and you're going to see someone in that place that is like, you know, I mean, my, my favorite example, and eventually it's going to get back to him that I keep bringing this up, but there's a certain person in the keto carnivore space, you know, who was convinced that vegetables are out to kill us. And I'm like, okay, but if a person isn't eating any vegetables and they're eating just straight drive through garbage four times a day, and you can get them to start changing their health and their, and their life, by including a salad every now and then with the, with the meat they're eating or whatever it is, I, that's a step, you know, that's a step in the right direction of it. You know, get yourself to that place right. of optimization, but move the, move the big, move the big, the big junk before you start worrying about the, the, you know, the stuff you have to sweep up after is, is one right. of the ways exactly. I look at it. It's exactly uh, right. You know, it's just, it's, let's say it's been a paradigm shift, I think, in mm -hmm. just the general idea of how macro dieting works um you know and you still have people out there that push though you can eat anything you want which and, and if it's just weight loss you're looking for you know I'm, I'm a testament to the eat whatever you want as long as it hits your numbers and i lost a lot of weight doing that but there's better ways that we've discovered better ways to do it as you know, we want to be healthy on the inside because we're all looking for longevity. I mean, uh, we're trying to better our lives to have a better, you know, life as we get older. And if you're taking care of the things on the inside, as long as the, as well as the things on the outside, you're going to hit that journey a whole lot better. Well, the thing I think that is great, you know, as we're talking about this, this evolution there, Jason is realizing that, you're not just talking about it from a theoretical perspective. You're someone who's doing all of this in practice, you know, like I, so I, I think that's what kind of gives some credence to your voice when you, when you tell people, you know, yes, I did this with pop tarts, but I realized that maybe pop tarts aren't the, aren't the ideal food to have every day, like, or twice a day, you know, like it's, it's realizing that there, there are ways you can do things, but there's also other, other factors to think about. And I just like the fact that like, it's not just something that is theoretical for you. It, it, it's practical and real. Yeah. And like I said, I think it all goes back to whatever your goals are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're just looking for weight loss, then 
yeah, you can get away with a bunch of stuff. But man, I tell you what, anybody that I've dealt with, um, client wise, or just somebody giving advice to, most of them, it's not, they don't want to just lose weight. You know, they want to build a physique or a body that they're happy with. They want to be comfortable taking their clothes off, you know, their shirt off at the pool, you know. And, okay. What part did you catch last? We're recording right now, Jason. I took us right back into it. We're okay. <laughs> yeah, I figure we're everyone out there listening. As you can tell, we had a couple tech issues going on here towards the end. But I don't, you know, I don't want to take up Jason's entire day with us trying to to backtrack and everything. I think you know, you're talking about you know understanding that you know if your goals are one thing, you know, the people that you work with, their goals are about more than weight loss. You know, we're right. talking about physique, right. but also you know, I think it, you know. It's energy, it's sleep, it's performance, it's being able to be a present father, be a present mother, like, you know, be be an active participant in your life. Yep, I think it's spot on, you know, and like I said, all those things tie in. Um, there's just, I think there's just more to this journey than just macros and what you're, you know, there's, there's so many different things that help it go along the way that we don't, we don't think about, you know, and... Um, so that that's kind of been probably the one of the coolest things about learning uh, in this is not just the food and how different foods affect me or whatever, but you know the the, the internal health also. Mm-hmm. No, one hundred percent. That's great stuff. And and like I said, the link for Jason's podcast and his Instagram are going to be in the show notes today. So if you want to continue this dialogue with him or continue learning from him, obviously go give that give the show a listen to hear Jason and John talk. Jason, I end every episode with five questions I call the Fat Guy Five. Are you ready for your run through those questions? I'm ready. Fire away. Okay, so question number one. Tell us, Jason, living or dead, who's your favorite fat guy? Oh, Andre the Giant. I'm a huge wrestling fan, man. Nice. I like it when a, I, I like it when a wrestler pops up and we don't go right to comedy. I think that's right. That makes me happy. As a wrestling fan, that makes me happy. Uh, question number two, Jason, tell us what is something about yourself that you love? Yeah, but I love that I'm a black and white person. That uh, that when I'm engaged in something, I'm 100 percent in. Um, that's probably one of my best attributes for me personally that I love the most. Love it. Question number three, Jason. What of everything that you've done over these past almost six years now? What would you identify as one of the most important new habits that you've built? Um, probably the most important habit that I've built is is the dedication part. You know, it's a habit, habit that, you know, I, I don't give up on myself. And I think I've proven to myself that um, whatever I put my mind to, I can accomplish. That's probably the biggest habit, or I don't know if it's a habit, but that's probably the thing I'm most proud of. Oh, for sure. I like it. Jason, question number four, what is one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? Um, really is expanding my current business. I'm a business side of things. Mm-hmm. It's just growing my business. You know, we're looking at uh, different places to grow, you know, open another gym. Basically. Nice. So. I like it. And question number five, Jason, last question for you today on the pod. Tell us what, if you could go back in time to Jason on day one, 455 pounds, what is one thing that you would tell yourself? Relax. You know, um, enjoy the process. 
like I said, I, I felt like I only enjoyed it while I was cutting. And I felt like I was so uptight and with anxiety when I was built, when I was reverse dieting. I think I'd go back and tell myself, Hey, it's going to be okay. It's, it's all part of the process. Um, cause that, you know, that's, that's really it, man. I, you know, I, it's hard to explain how much anxiety reverse dieting gave me. So mm-hmm. I think if I go back and tell myself, Hey, this is how you're going to get to where I'm at now. Nice. I like it, man. Well, Jason, a big thank you for coming on the show today. And for anyone out there listening who is a Patreon, don't worry. Jason is coming up on the after show, which if you're not a Patreon, click that link in the show notes and get yourself signed up so you can hear an after show with every week's guest going forward here on the Fat Guy Forum. But Jason, just a big thank you, man. I appreciate your time. And for dealing with these issues today, of course, man. You know, we it took us a little bit. We had a couple bumps and and bruises getting us together. So I, I'm excited that it finally happened, man. So just thank you. And like I said, Jason's headed over to the after show with me right now. So check that out if you are on Patreon. And then, my friends, you can connect with me on Instagram, Twitter, all those places. Check the show notes; all that information is there. Don't forget to go on outside and do something to amaze yourselves today because you, my friends, are the most amazing people that I know. And then I want you to come back and catch the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum.